0: You are listening to Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast.
1: Swung and on line to deep left field. It is gone! Hit well, Deep right. Latif is going to wave it back. Start the fireworks show.
0: This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 140. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and on this week's episode... Lonnie David Chisenthal has retired from the game of baseball, we'll discuss that. Framel Reyes is doing big Framel Reyes things in spring training. Nolan Jones received an invite to spring training camp as a non-roster invite. The White Sox extended a promising middle reliever. The Indians have a few of those for the first time in a while, so there's maybe a parallel there. And we'll preview the first base designated hitter for the Indians, and of course we'll take your questions. Joining me for all that and more is none other than Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? I don't know, I'm good. I, you told me I couldn't talk about Joker, so not good. <laughs> No, we're not. This is not a Joker review podcast. <laughs> I, there should not ever it. be a Joker review podcast. I got it in. <laughs> the other thing you wanted to do that I said no was uh, Aaron bummer puns. But uh, those There's are no, better than Joker. There are reviews. no
1: puns. It's just me going bummer. <laughs> and, <laughs> what a bummer. You know, whenever he gives up a hit. Ooh, that's a bummer. You know, it's actually a thing you have to do during the game. You can't really.
0: He got a lot of money. So that's uh, kind of a reverse bummer. Well, you know what is a bummer, man Lonnie Chisholm retired that's it is sad huh it is and it's weird because he's never I mean just a a quick rundown of of what he was basically he played all of his what was it nine seasons with the Indians I mean he has a pretty if you look at it as a whole it's not a great career it was a 268 320 452 slash he was worth eight WAR altogether I mean it's not like a he's not going to go to the hall of fame or I don't think he even gets the pension because he didn't play 10 years that sucks yeah, no. I mean,
1: obviously he's walking with eighteen million dollars, but like you know, it's also nice to have free health care and a pension just in case things go sideways. Because you invent because since he's going to be a former baseball player, now he's going to invest in I don't know a skee ball bar or a- <laughs> he seems like a skee ball bar kind of guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kitmus is is well on his way to do that already with that bar down in Columbus or something like that or Akron. I don't know. I know
0: he has a bar Columbus. down there. Yeah, it's, a Columbus yeah, it's there. not a what is it? It's not a bar. It's a very specific food. Is it a bagel shop? Or something. I thought it was an actual like place to go and drink liquor. Oh, maybe. He has a name that's like, We're doing he has research, a very specific folks. name.
1: Well, suffice <laughs> to say, it's just, it's nice to have that to fall back on just in case, uh, you know, you, you blow through that 18 mil and change whatever. Luckily, he's been playing in very low cost of living environments for his entire career. So, yeah, I mean, say Cleveland maybe and Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, Pittsburgh's getting a little more expensive and a little bit kind of, it, it's got that kind of pseudo hipster vibe, but, you know, not really.
0: <laughs> just they want you to think it has a pseudo hipster vibe. It's just a, a dumpster fire. I hate Pittsburgh. I, I know, mean, I love Pittsburgh. and I like it. So there you go. I like how crammed it is. It's cool. <laughs> Do you like how when you leave like half a mile out of the city, it's just a train wreck everywhere? That's it's my the
1: forest. Part. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Every highway leading in is just a tangled web of garbage and bullshit. It's it's a really great city,
1: listeners. I don't think Matt knows how to use
0: highways or roads for that matter. <laughs> no, That's it what is we're the worst here. Pittsburgh is the worst everything but, but Lonnie Chisholm is not the worst everything because he's my precious boy and he was fun to he was just fun to turn into memes <laughs> he was just of course he's a baseball player so he can kick my ass if he wanted to but he seemed like just this goofy guy who was kind of like a baseball weirdo in the funnest way possible because he was on that scooter with Jason Kipnis he was he had a shirt ripped for some reason and then his his bare chest with no buzzer was exposed and then he had the whole Chisholm cherry thing so there just so many fun things about Chisholm despite the fact that he never really panned out as either a third baseman or in the outfield other than, like, one year when he had that cannon of an arm.
1: You know what? I thought he was going to be a pretty good right fielder. And I, I felt let down by his accursed calves. I also once saw him hit two home runs in a minor league game. So that was pretty cool. And I was, I was in 2010. So he's just a, a wee young 21-year-old uh, first-round draft pick. Him and Jason Kipnis were beating the hell out of the, the New Britain Rockcats. It was a great time.
0: Yeah, and then he did that. Remember when he annihilated the Rangers for like three home runs and nine RBI? And then he... I sure do, man. That was June ninth,
1: I think, in two thousand and like. That was before they got good. So that yeah, was like, like it was like two thousand thirteen or something like that. Yeah, that was a fun night. I don't know. I mean, apparently Pirates, <laughs>
0: at least. Um, commentators are pissed about it, but who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, there was the one guy who was upset that Lonnie Chisholm lied or whatever and got money from the Pirates. Like, how can you be mad the Pirates actually paid so Also, money? how <laughs> did he lie? He just showed up and, and oh, my legs don't work. No one could have yeah, seen if he this if you didn't coming. know that his calves are made of plastic then you didn't pay attention.
1: God's sake, what are you thinking? Yeah. And it's and just, was... it's so frustrating because his last two years he had were, he was excellent, I thought. And I really thought it was finally happening and then they were going to extend him and he was going to be great and then none of that happened at all and he was just
0: yeah i think the saddest part is it might be that he just retired out of necessity because nobody wanted to take a gamble on his busted ass calves anymore which is sad because because like you said like those last couple years and i think he would have been pretty good with the pirates if he couldn't stayed healthy is like he was a a righty masher like he he's a left-handed bat who could kill right-handed pitching
1: i if i I remember i wrote that a couple times like he was starting to hit left-handed pitching not great but like at a serviceable amount where he didn't really have to be a platoon quite so much, and I think that was you know I mean if if I think he I think he could have played 150 games if his calves didn't give out and probably put up like a 120 OPS plus something like that which is great you know it's about the player I guess we always kind of expected he'd become like a if if you could imagine a full Lonnie Chisholm season it would be you know 600 at bats with 35 doubles 15 home runs and yeah. You know, a decent amount of strikeouts and okay walk rate, and that's great. I mean, it's that's a that's a great third baseman, and that's a pretty good right fielder, especially when he showed
0: was his flashing defense for at least one year. Yeah. But what yeah, you my, do you um, do? My last uh, little note on it is from Matt Brett's on Twitter. He had a neat little tidbit that since the Indians drafted Manny Ramirez in 1991, only two first round picks have posted a higher WAR in a Tribe uniform: Lonnie Chisenhall, uh, CC Sabathia, and Francisco Lindor. He's eighth all time behind Ramirez sabathia lindor Nagy, swindell fossey and manning and the draft started in 1965 so that's really i mean a lot of people look at lonnie chisenhall is not living up to the hype of a first round pick i mean he's a 29th overall pick so it wasn't like a top 10 but but still he's one of i guess that speaks more to how bad the indians have drafted in the first round over the last two decades but it's three decades i guess since it was 1991 but um yeah ramirez or chisenhall is his. Is, well, about I mean, as good as the Indians have done in the first round, which says a lot about everybody it's, involved. It's a little unfair, only because in
1: most of the 90s, their first round draft picks, they had to trade away because they didn't have room for them because they were all just more massive outfielders and, and first basemen, basically. You're Brian's Giles and Russell's Branyon, and whatnot. You know, huge guys who could only play two positions that was already filled with, you know, Jim Tomey and Manny Ramirez or
0: Albert Bell or whoever the fuck, so... You know, just those random, you know, whatever old old type. those whole of
1: Famer types. that's yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: it, we're we're in an era now where the Indians potentially have another gigantic outfielder, which is kind of cool. And Fran Mel Reyes. you wrote about him last week. That if he can, obviously, he's going to murder baseballs, and he's doing it in spring training now. But his biggest thing is he's got to cut down the strikeouts and maybe walk more. So, so what is your take so far? That you hit a solo home run, run against the Royals in the opener, and apparently, like everybody around the Indians is impressed with how hard he's hitting the ball. Is this? I don't care about that.
1: Like, like honestly, of course, it's it's But like, as I noted in my post, it's just it's simply about knowing what you can actually hit. And he can he has accidental power, and that he can you know, and he did. Uh, in that post, I put that in in that article I wrote, that did a little gif of a home run, and it was up out of the zone, like something that most players you know pop up, and he hit it a quarter mile. But he also swings and misses a garbage. And if you could just stop doing that a little bit, and not even a lot, like it's amazing how you can start looking into numbers with with um baseball like batting and stuff it's like if he could just walk 12 more times like for the entire season like it his on-page percentage is suddenly like 325 or 330 and you don't feel so bad about that if he's also slugging 560 or whatever so and he's, he's what 23 years old I, I it's again he's going to hit the ball
0: hard that's the whole point of him yeah it seems like typical spring training stuff that everybody's gonna hyped about him hitting basically bp balls and crushing them a million miles which is cool but you already know he's gonna do that like you want him to improve in the areas that he's bad at, not just keep doing the thing he's really good at. Yeah, I mean, Bradley Zimmer hit a home run today as we record this, and so I'm convinced he's going to be great, as is, you know. <laughs> that's it's how it works, man. It's good
1: to have my traditions in, in the spring. Where Bradley Zimmer shows up, does a few things, and go, yes, this is a year, and nope. But, you know, Reyes, I mean, it's it's all about the pitches he doesn't swing at, and that's, I think, what we really need to focus on. I think someone actually commented on the article, I put, on my article, his on-base percentage when he doesn't swing at the first pitch is something like 368. Now, you know, that's parsing a little bit because you're more apt to, like, like is that a correlation ca- meaning causation sort of a thing? You know, like, is he is him not swinging because they're bad pitches and thus he's already in a hitter's count, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Like, I don't think he should just never swing at the first pitch because that'll
0: just create um, an opportunity for pitchers to get ahead more often once they realize that's happening. And then all of a sudden he's back in a hole, so... Maybe not everyone, but maybe you know once in a while, just not swing it everything in the dirt and a million dollars. Mm. to play. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I and I think that'll happen with time.
1: I don't think I don't know if it'll be this year, but I think that a peak. Fernando Reyes does have an on base percentage at or over three fifty. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be with <laughs> the Indians or not, but like uh, I'm just pulling up Edwin Encarnacion's numbers. Here. I'm trying to see if I can't find, it. you know, like there's a couple three forty. On-base percentage of the 40s. Nah, 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 I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that. This one here, No, nah, that's a little high. This one, 354, 547. So a, a 900 OPS, I don't think, is out of the realm of possibility for Franville Reyes. Now, granted, that's what a 31-year-old Edwin Encarnacion was doing. But it also, when Encarnacion was, what, 24, he was not hitting for as much power as
0: Reyes already is, so... It's yeah, which not, that alone is kind of nuts. That I, I think everybody forgets that Morales is so young. He just he just looks like a big older guy, but he's he's really not that old. For, well, that's the
1: thing. There's a lot of there's a surprising amount of youth on the team, and it's all it's all in the in the form of gigantic young guys. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Bowers, our other young
0: good hero. He's twenty. I think he's the youngest player on the team. So twenty three yeah, years old. Yeah. I think. I mean, we talked about it before. Like the thing that Indians see the value most is playing ahead of your age at any level. So which doesn't make any a, sense to me
1: when you really think about it being a small market team you'd almost want them to not do that so that you can actually have them in their
0: in their you know prime years in their under uh, club control but I guess who knows point. but I, I think you also i think they also figure there's a higher chance of those players being better than the ones who are just right on track like if you can find a a Framel Reyes who's really good underage at AAA. He might he probably has a better chance of being a great major leaguer than somebody who is like 25, 26 in AAA. And sure, gets no, a I mean, shot at the majors. And I agree with you. It's, it's uh, it doesn't make any. It's it's counterintuitive, I guess, in the,
1: in the way that they when you think about it, they should be trying to build teams. But at the same time, if you have players who you feel you're able to push them faster than perhaps one might think possible, like they did with uh, Reyes or they did with Bowers, maybe they the hope is that that. Increased pressure in the short term will create bad numbers, but it will create better uh, habits and a, a better ability to be a major league player. Because what you don't want is great AAA players. You want great major league players. And look look no further than Francisco Lindor. He, his AAA numbers were not great. I mean, they're good. Governed... He was born in the
0: minors. That was yeah, his whole but, thing. Is that, yeah, and then he, was he just comes and... up
1: and he's a 30 home run threat. And we're like, what is happening
0: here? This is <laughs> no, this is completely not what we were expecting at all. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, And the Indians can can put this to the test. I mean, with they've brought Nolan Jones into, into camp. They basically said that um, he had surgery on his stomach in October and he's ahead of schedule. So they're just giving him a chance to play in spring training. But I also think that this, it, it's being posited as like this charity thing that it's just a go get him, Nolan, it was a good job. But I also think he should have a legit shot at making it. He's not going to make it, but he should be able to legitimately battle to be an outfielder or something in the majors because he's projected by zips to be like the fifth highest position player in terms of war <laughs> like he has been incredible at every single level and he's also only 21 so as far as the indians liking these underage players he's about as far off that end as you can get and i think that i i am not that much opposed to him skipping triple a altogether he barely touched double a but he had a 147 wrc plus rc so he's so much better than everybody at every level um i think at this point if he doesn't make the opening day roster it's if he has like a, a killer spring and clearly the thumb isn't bothering him, I'm almost on the, the side that it's almost um what do you call it service time manipulation because I don't think he needs <laughs> that much more. I'm a twenty one year old is only playing AAA, A. That's how much I like Nolan Jones. I think he's good enough that on most teams who wouldn't care, I think he should probably get a shot at the opening day roster. And I, I think the Indians really should care because their margin of error is so slim that if, if Nolan Jones proves to be better than any of the outfield, um, besides I guess Framel Reyes, who's gonna get a spot there, then I am not against him trying it. Obviously, you can't put him at third base because Jose Ramirez is there. But if you, I mean, I guess if Cesar Hernandez is god awful, then maybe put him at third and put Jose at second. But, but I mean, Nolan Jones, man, he is—he's been so good at every level. He's—he was good. I believe he was good in the fall league, and then he injured his thumb, so he wasn't didn't play that long. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him in spring training and see him playing against major league pitching as as much as spring training actually is. And then just the thought of him coming up at some point this season is really exciting because I can't think of. I don't think Lindor was quite that young. Was he, I think he was like 22, 23 when it came up. So Nolan Jones is a really exciting prospect for me. And he's obviously the top ranked one for the Indians. Now but he's come up, he's just exploded recently and he's, he's going to get a shot at at least playing around major leaguers now for a month, which is exciting. I,
1: it, it would be awesome if he, if he, he actually made the, like the leadership look like idiots or made them make a hard decision because if it weren't for the Cesar Hernandez signing, I think he'd honestly would have the inside track in, uh, and taking over this, well, maybe the third base job, and they would just slide uh, Ramirez over to second, whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, because that's getting your best players out there. The, the it's funny the thing that the Cesar Hernandez uh, acquisition saves them so much money in, in that they don't they get to hold on to Nolan Jones potentially in the minors for another year, which then of course leads to more service time, etc., etc., etc. When he's a better, a better, more polished player, but. I am looking forward. It's been a while since I've actually been excited for real reasons for a, a, a prospect. Like obviously the the Zimmer thing. I've been waiting for him to actually be good because I'm a glutton for punishment. I suppose. I just I don't know. He's well. What what are we watching for here? Even like if he just hits the, the cover off the ball, is that really proof of anything? Like we we were just saying how with uh yeah like yeah great. It's it's I don't know. Watching spring training ball is frustrating in some ways because you're just like i think it's good but maybe not
0: i don't know i would hope that if if there's something they see that would mean that he would help the major league team they'd be smart enough to do it because i don't care what you get like if you're manipulating the server time to get a year what's the goal of that to get him while you're competing well you're competing now so get him now and use him i've never understood that when you're a winning team but
1: well and that's a that's a discussion that's a different side of that discussion is what's the real goal in the long term is it is it is maintaining a team that's competitive in, in the sense that it can win 87, 93 games? And, I mean, if they're going to actually are going to potentially even mess with the um, playoff system even more, then that just plays in the Indians' hands, as we talked about last week. Again, I mean, I, I don't hate watching a team like the one we saw this year, in 2019. Rather. I thought they were good and they were competitive in most games. I mean, they were in first place for a brief time, and they were. it just sucked that they were so, like, stars and scrubs for the first two third of the season basically having nolan jones may not move the move the needle a ton but at least puts quality players
0: out there and based on the fact that everybody's getting injured now he might get a shot on that alone because good lord everybody has something now it's mostly pitchers but i saw daniel johnson twisted his ankle i'm just not gonna worry about that it is still the the 24th of (laughs) february people get hurt i'm
1: just like you know what I, i i hope he's not like it's like Suddenly he twists his ankle and then also a snake bit him. And then also he fell down some stairs and they didn't tell us about the second two things.
0: Um, so yeah, around the AL central, like if the Indians are going to good Lord, they have an uphill battle to face. And one of the, the teams they're going to face that is at least going to make it more difficult for them. And hopefully the twins is the white Sox who, who extended a reliever by the name of Aaron bummer, um, which is a bummer. They signed him or they did it because he's good. He's got a really amazing sinker. Fan had a post about it a couple weeks ago. Um, that they did on that. And then right after that, he got extended. So um, it's a five year, $60 million deal includes two option years. Um, It's the largest contract for a non-closer reliever to not reach arbitration status, which seems crazy that $60 million for, I mean, you'd think high leverage relievers, they might get more money, but I think we're slowly approaching a point because obviously the arbitration panel is so far behind that it might just be worth it to send them in there as a team um, and and know that they don't have saves. So the panel is going to give them the team side of the, the argument, which I'm starting to get the, it's a pain. I don't know what to do other than manually. But I'm going through like looking at the arbitration cases from the last five years for relievers, and that that basically is what it is. Like the team steamroll relievers in the in arbitration one and two, because it, it's either you look at saves, and obviously the player and their agent is looking at everything else, and the arbitration panel just cares about saves as a reliever. But I think the Indians would be smart to to use this kind of as a blueprint for James Karinchak and Emmanuel Clace who. They don't have sinkers, but they have amazing fastballs. And if they get to the point where you're two, three years in and they look like they might be reliable, I know the Indians have relied a lot on just these fly-by-night relievers who come in for a year and then flare out. But if you have these two guys this is not that who case, could be yeah. something amazing, yeah, I'm, I'm not against doing this and hoping that you're out ahead of – I mean, eventually the, tr- the arbitration has to catch up and realize that the, these high-leverage guys, which Karen Check and Clace could be with Brad Hand as the closer, or maybe one of them is the closer and the other one is this high-leverage guy. but you get a $16 million deal or $20 million, whatever it would be for them, then you're set. Like That's going to save you a bunch of money arbitration if they ever catch up to it. But maybe they don't, and it's just worth it for the Indians to continually underball or lowball them because, oh, they don't have the saves, and they know the, the price won't go up. But um, it's just a unique position the Indians are in right now with these two, because I, I looked it up in the last, um, in this century, since 2000, the Indians have just nine seasons of relievers under 26 throw for 60-plus innings, which means like any most of the relievers have been traded for or like I said it's like Jeff Manship who was good for a year um, and two of those nine seasons are Cody Allen two are Jensen Lewis <laughs> and the last one having ER under two was Chris Perez so they are far away from having dominant young relievers Cody Allen was pretty close he was good for a while and he was young but I don't know it's just a, such a nice position they're in and the White Sox are nice enough to give them this little blueprint they can use for what they should do for their relievers so um it's just I don't know. It's neat it, that we're gonna have an exciting young bullpen for once, and I think they should extend them as the White Sox did for theirs.
1: Well, I mean, so I just was looking at uh, what you were talking with Brad Hand's earnings to date, and I included this year because this would be his sixth year as a, uh, which you know you have the three years and the three R beers, and he they bought that last R beer out uh, with a deal, like an eighteen million dollar deal or something like that. Um, Anyway, he's earned to this point, point uh, twenty-one million dollars, twenty-one one forty-five whatever million, um, and that's why the only reason I, I can never imagine him doing this because Aaron Bummer is—I mean, he was good; he wasn't great. Uh, he was—he was pretty good in twenty nineteen, but he was not good the previous two years. So I guess it's buying—it's striking with the iron a hot, but a single ball pitcher is a little bit worrying. You know, you, you look at an ERA to a anyway—that's that's, that's, that's parsing. So. He was good for one year, $549,000 he made. And then they're just going to give him all this other money. I, I support it. I mean, it's just I don't think the Indians will do it only because they can just figure out a way to give James Karin check. Not that much. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah, it's way less, you know. I
0: mean, it's the option yeah. years that make this an interesting deal for Bummer. Also, the fact that he's 26 already. Yeah, the option years buy out the two free agent years, which I I didn't see where those te- – Those are. got to be team options. They right? are team options, yeah. Yeah, just, so they could either just – They'll be just pay through his arbitration, or they could buy a couple of years of free agency. That's a I'm like ninety percent sure he's going there. They'll just trade him in two thousand twenty two. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you just, you buy yeah. out what you basically have to pay him in arbitration, and then yeah, exactly. Don't yeah. worry about him flaring out at the end.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a great deal for the again that is a great deal for the for the White Sox, and it's um not it's reminiscent I suppose of like the it's not nearly in the same stratosphere, but it's like the. Uh, Albie's deal and the Acuna uh, deals down in where is that
0: Atlanta? God damn, that's that's the place. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
1: not I'm not good at towns today. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but you know, like that's a good. It's, it's, those are those are horrendous deals. <laughs> those are yeah, the completely... Albie's one especially. Was oh yeah, it's ridiculous. like ten years. I'm like I don't know. It's it's, it's uh, well, either way. It's it's awful. They're awful deals for two truly transcendent young players. This is not quite that. This is uh. It's good for you know. I mean, it gets security for Bummer, and especially for a sinker baller, that's good. But I, I think that the other two, the two we're talking about, with Clace and Karen Cech, uh are too electric to want to do this. And also, just I don't know, having all that money tied up in a reliever when you're already the cheapest goddamn.
0: And it's not even that much money. It's like three I know million a year. No, less. I know, so... yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if if Clace and Karencheck look at it as they're these fireballers who aren't getting saves and they're not going to get money in arbitration maybe they they lean into wanting to doing it because one of the things that um for anybody who cares about this this arbitration type, i think it's kind of neat to look at how it works but the most the starkest difference i found was um so in 2017 roberto was going with the blue jays he had 39 saves he was worth 2.9 war and he got a 5.3 million dollar in arb one which is a lot for arbitration one Delmon a year earlier Only had 12 saves, he also had 2.9 war, but only made 3 million and he's with the Yankees.
1: He was pissed. I mean I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) It is very much like it relies on saves. Like Ken Giles as an ARB one. He was this it's even worse. In 2017, he was worth one point eight war. He made four point six million in ARB one. Um Josh Hader in two thousand nineteen. I mean, he's good, but he had thirty seven saves, he was four point one. Yeah, it's a it's a small sample size, but it, there's a at least sort of an, an indication that if you have more saves these ancient dinosaur arbitration panels will look at that as a reliever and say i'll give him the money so
1: oh and also to be honest with you i'm pretty sure that karen's actually gonna get a bunch of saves this year because i'm just
0: you think uh, it's gonna be closer i, I
1: don't, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about hand those those hits the the the, the hit numbers are going up so a little honest. things are starting to trend in the, in the wrong direction for him in a lot of different ways and Really no, Terry Francona also
0: said that he's basically saying that Karen has to earn his way onto the roster. Which... For
1: fuck's sake!
0: <laughs> Good lord, Tito. No, just put him there. I swear to God. I'm going to. I will write I'm a strongly write. worded letter. <laughs> if only letter. we had a place to put this strongly worded letter on a website. Or it's an open
1: letter, yes. Yeah. So somewhere <laughs> where many can see it, not just one man. So my ire can be seen by hundreds, if not dozens, dozens. of people.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's one of the more egregious things. Than that, that'd be one of the worst. Maybe I, I both could... of them,
1: him and if, if, him and Clay. Because uh, let's, let's be honest here, like Simber has no real role in, as a as a reliever anymore. He's he can't get a, what lefties out. Yeah, he can't get lefties out, and you need to be able to do that because you have to go three in three outs or three batters or whatever the hell it is. Like you need guys who can be a you know someone who can throw a hundred mile an hour cutter. For God's yeah, sake. not. Adam Simber. <laughs> yeah, not so. not whatever Adam Simber throws, you know, filthy garbage. So, yeah, I, I, it'll be cool. Again, if they just extend them just so we don't have to worry about it in a couple of years, but at the same time, I just don't think they will because they're going to trade them in four years for another really for this was 100 miles an hour. In I mean, a they can,
0: they can still extend them and then trade them like the, the White Sox, you think they're going to do, which I also think they're going to do. That's but. true. Yeah. I just think it's smart to buy out the arbitration when you can, unless I, it's a clearly that they can just keep
1: lowballing them. But they do need to trade another reliever for it for a future ace, I guess. And they haven't done that in a little
0: while. <laughs> they they could trade uh, I guess Brad Hand. Right? I mean, I mean, if they're both yeah. really good, is Brad Hand gone? I, he's I would, not... I would, oh, He makes too much money. Makes he makes he like make ten
1: million dollars next year. You know how much you know how much that is in baseball much
0: <laughs> you know how many down payments on a yacht that is that's, that's at least almost half. one yeah half, half of a down, down payment pay. yeah <laughs> for the yacht i want yeah nightmare all all right. so so let's continue with our last week we did catcher and we'll start previewing going around the old baseball diamond as i say first base dh uh for the indians my favorite it's, position it's pretty much set in stone right now i think i mean carlos mm. santana is the first baseman that one's good i think dh Maybe, have you come around to Domingo Santana being the DH now instead of Fran no. Reyes? No, he's you, an outfielder. You think that, I don't care. <laughs> you think Domingo Santana is going to play the outfield over Fran Will Reyes? <laughs> I'm the one all offseason who thought the Fran Will Reyes in the offseason, or the outfield, was complete bunk, but once they signed Santana, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. He's going to be the outfielder. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: I know. But still, yeah. at the same time, maybe not. Maybe. maybe. Just maybe. No. I mean, <laughs> Just because <laughs> so he was bad.
0: maybe the worst defender in history, <laughs> that's, that's one. Give spot. him another shot. Just, don't a, humans deserve another shot? According to this
1: masterful ro- roster resource, he is listed as a left fielder. So yeah, I don't know what they're doing
0: there. That's not right. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gotta be friend of my I mean, Jake Bowers is also an option technically. Terry Francona had a heart to heart with him. It sounds like in his, his. I
1: wonder how that. I wonder.
0: I these heart to hearts look like because like. Everybody seems to like him Terry Francona does it. So whatever he's doing, he's doing right there. And hey, Jake Bauer sounds like shit. his attitude was just bad last year. Oh, really? He's just yelling at him and throwing things and then comes out all nice Wait, who, about it. Who was yelling at who? Wait,
1: <laughs> poor Francona. It's obviously
0: should've... Tito yelling and angry and you know how it's he abusing. does.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's, that's weird. I <laughs> really did not see that yeah. inside of him. And,
0: and then I guess how, I, I barely consider Jake Bauer as a candidate. If he's the DH, we have problems. Um, I think Bobby Bradley is... Technically an option, but we talked about it. Domingo Santana kind of pushed him out of the running for it, but he is there. Also, uh, the renowned Wilson Garcia is an on roster invite, mm-hmm. which uh, he's totally worth talking about and definitely not just filler for spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he of is course, there. my other my other favorite players,
1: Mitch Reeves, uh, superstar, and uh, Will Bartlett, son of grandson of, J- of Jedediah Bartlett, uh, the president. So. And like a man whose name I can't pronounce, it's really it's a murderer's row, is what I would I would describe their first base DH depth
0: as. <laughs> and behind Bradley, as far as organizational depth, there is nothing.
1: Oh, it's horrendous! like and, I and, the, and the fact that we're saying something like behind Bobby Bradley, who can't hit a baseball, <laughs> it's I mean, terrifying. He'll, he'll he'll if you played him six hundred times, six hundred at bats, he'd probably hit the ball. Fifty times, and he hit thirty home runs, but
0: <laughs> if he can actually make contact,
1: yeah, he, exactly. He he's just he's such a monster, but it's just the. Oh and God. if he was
0: good, it wouldn't matter. I mean, he's a DH, so you'd have him for an affinity. But the fact that he's a big question mark, like as soon as Santana's gone, which is probably going to be after this year, and Domingo Santana's gone, and then Fred mm-hmm. reyes is it's in the outfield. Really, like...
1: man, it's going to look stark. We're going to be digging the bargain bin again on that one. I mean, <laughs> one of these guys has to learn how to hit, or. Jake Bowers needs to learn how to hit in some way or other, take a pitch. I mean,
0: worst comes to worst, you just put don't, uh, Nolan Jones as a DH. I mean, he has more value as an outfielder, but if they have no other DH next, next year the year after, then screw it, put him there. They'll just go back to the old way of doing it, where the DH isn't actually your traditional oh, DH. It's actually just a young guy who can't field, you know. Oh, I hate those times. I feel like we got out of that since we have Ed, Edwin Encarnacion and, and Santana. There's it was nice, huh? Even I, now, I feel like we have... Yeah. We could at least have a legit first base in DH, not that time when like um
1: you could just look and go, that guy that looks like a DH. Man. That's the one right there. <laughs> you can't do anything
0: else DH. Uh Ryan Wasn't Mike Avila's like, a DH a bunch, that yeah, was Yeah, of issue. course he
1: was. Like that's if you if you go back through, <laughs> between 2000 probably 13 and 16, the list of people who who hit DH for the Indians was stupid because it was like well, we needed a ninth hitter. And this is what we have. <laughs> we and, need a
0: hitter to be designated, and yeah, we,
1: we someone someone needed a hit, and he's a little bit better than most of our pitchers. But you know, <laughs> no, it is it is stark looking at this at this uh, break at this roster breakdown. Just good lord, I just my my assumption is that once everyone else leaves, they will just move Reyes to first base or DH and get better gloves in the out because by then your hope is uh, like um, Daniel Johnson. They definitely have
0: more outfield prospects than DH. Yes, so, I mean, exactly. Right. But, yeah. he's going to be shifted back eventually.
1: Yeah. And again, also Jake Bowers will learn how to hit, and he's going to post a 845 OPS this year. And then you'll eat crow, delicious crow.
0: <laughs> I'm not completely down on Jake. I'm mostly down on Jake Bowers, but I could see if if he was if he didn't like being traded, if he had some kind of you literally don't want to twenty minutes ago
1: was saying, well, he's just so young, so we'll never know. I mean, he, he, he could definitely <laughs> get better. And this is about some other guy they just got last
0: year. <laughs> no, I'm saying that that's why they like him because he's so young that he was young in all these levels that maybe he just was immature or whatever last year. And I don't know. It, it's also, that also sounds like another one of the spring training stories. Like who the fuck cares when game starts that he was, he had a better attitude. It's not going to help him hit baseballs. but I don't we'll understand.
1: See. You know, you, you see these guys play for nine innings every day. And then you, apparently they're actually completely different people than you, than they look. I always imagine Jake Bowers being a very easygoing, happy guy, but apparently he was not having a good time. And you know what? That's true of so many of us, Matt, many of us wear the pain inside. We're all Jake Bowers a little we're, bit. We're I'm all saying. a little bit Jake Bowers in that. <laughs> me personally, I try to succeed a lot, but fail most times. So I,
0: I would think most athletes, even if they seem like fun, happy going, like if, if you're competitive enough to be in a major sport, you've got to oh, no, be a no, little no. insane. I think. No,
1: definitely. <laughs> like, no, yeah. There's definitely there's there's a certain level of psychosis to all that. It's yeah, you can't just, be
0: completely healthy and happy and be an athlete. E- I think.
1: Like even someone like let me just pull a name out of uh, off this board here. I don't know. Oliver Perez, I guess. <laughs> he's probably got, a, got some got a weird madness to him or a, you know, bo nailer. Like I don't know if he'll ever play. I guess he's a first round pick, so I assume he won't play in the majors for the Indians cuz they're bad at it, right? <laughs> cuz they
0: never do. But yeah. he's a cat. He's like the next in line for catcher whenever Oh, that's true. So he'll whenever. definitely do
1: it. Okay, yeah. well, let me find another one. You're uh I don't know name I've never, never seen before. Michael Amditas. Like I'm sure even he, a 22 and a half year
0: old, is <laughs> just Wild behind the scenes,
1: just a psycho man. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, totally. It's yeah. So I don't know. It's it's not a great position. For, I, I guess it's a pretty good position. It it, it's even shallower than catcher.
1: Like let's be honest, it hasn't been good since.
0: I'm trying to think of the last time they. I mean, I mean Santana I, and Carnacion was really yes, good. Yes, that's but true. But before, before that, that there,
1: there was that half a year of, uh, like like of Napoli, Napoli um, before Napoli fell into a crevasse somewhere, and they replaced him with a the, with the, a <laughs> bearded with a bearded mannequin uh and then before that i don't know that whole about 2000 ryan garko i had a lot of hope for between 2007 oh, and 2014 it was just huh. it was a, just a, a slog and i just feel like we're approaching those days again luckily we have the standard bear friend meal Reyes to assume the role uh
0: and, and that'll be so a little DH. bit better. At least I hope, as long as he hits. I mean, every projection system for Fran Mill at least has him hitting 35 home runs, so... It's awesome, isn't nobody it? Nobody doubts his power. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. Usually have at least one that like, oh, I don't know, but no, they're like, oh, screw so, it, he's going to hit know, them. Yeah,
1: he's, the he's, gonna, he's gonna hit some missiles here. Like, oh, all right, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So as we always do, we'll finish up with questions. Um, also, they have
1: week. a projection oh. to a 324 on base percentage. So, ah, I was right. And one stolen base. Beautiful. Anyway, yeah. sorry.
0: <laughs> I love that that's my favorite thing about projections is just finding people who get random stolen bases. I don't know how that math gets in there, but <laughs> totally. Fram Morales is going to swipe a bag.
1: Well, mind. it's like when um, I think in baseball prospectuses projections, the, uh, the Dodgers are projected to play 163 games. <laughs> what they just are you know <laughs>
0: well it's because they i guess run so many they, their they, projections they, Just a bunch of simulations and it's around right, it exactly
1: they, and they run like ten thousand simulations and it just came out that way and they rounded it and so there you go so it's yeah. oh, that's weird
0: <laughs> math hooray <laughs> uh, so yeah we'll finish up as we always do uh, with your questions we got a couple this week the first one which goes along with something we talked about earlier um at Pinchomp 2116 Yes. Will you guys join me in chaining ourselves to so the gate? B of Progressive Field, if one yeah. puts Hoyt on the opening day roster outside over Karen Check? Yes, I will. I will buy it and pick it outside of Progressive Field. Um, I got nothing going on. Anybody on, sure. is in over Karen Check. That's a ridiculous bullshit. Unless he's injured,
1: he's at worst. The third best relief pitcher on the on the staff, probably. Yeah. And the other, I don't, don't know how
0: you could have watched him at the end of last season and went, "Yeah, you know what? Hoyt's going to be better. I, I'm I want to, him. I'm trying. To I think want think Adam of, Simber over that guy.
1: I mean, I want Cody Anderson over this because I'm a psychopath
0: so you know <laughs> he's he's what a ray now i think uh seattle i think Ooh. so you know he's gone that's oh he's gonna it. be so sweaty that's that's oh, gonna man. be the sweatiest it's, it's so city in the there. nation <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> he's really gonna suppress the fly balls because <laughs> he's just gonna really damp up that entire uh <laughs> they're gonna close the roof that's it man
0: <laughs> i miss him. yeah so yeah we will both join you in your rioting if that happens because it's ridiculous what um, if
1: hunter wood is really good you're hilarious, man. Thanks, man. I
0: forget he exists all the time. How does did he even kid. play last year? Did he play a whole lot? I don't hey, think he's real. I um, think he's a myth.
1: I mean, he is their designated wet guy. So that's that's a, <laughs> that's a key role in the bullpen. I'm, the I'm not
0: com- completely convinced you didn't make up Hunter Wood and like edit the MLB page and put him on there.
1: Listen, you need to have one wet hair guy. It's the rules of baseball. I <laughs> read a post the, that's about your, it.
0: That's your 26th man, is it? You got to be wet. Yes. Um, Exactly. The last one, a very Thank important you. question <laughs> from at lover of cats. He wants to know drink Does of choice me? during the Indians game, bonus points, drink of choice after batting is lost. So may what's watch a drink of choice during an Indians game? I'm assuming you don't sit on your couch and just um, drink tears or whatever. I'm trying to
1: think, I mean, beer probably depends on the, on what's happening. Uh, I mean, ideally I, I know during the, the 2016 run, I think I drank almost exclusively, um, Oh god damn it! What's the Great Lakes when It's a big gold label. Fuck. Uh, it's a golden ale. I don't remember what it's called. Or golden lager. I, I like it a lot. That yeah. or Elliot Ness no, is I Or burning rivers. I don't know. A lot of Great Lakes during. Because I'm a fucking basic bitch. Shill. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah whatever. Very... Whatever's on sale. I guess there's a brewery down here in um in like middle Virginia called uh, Devil's Backbone. And they were recently nice. bought out by imbev but uh they make some of the best loggers i've ever had like, they think you can they have like this mix of 12 pack of loggers like it's only lo- it's four different kinds of loggers and i'm like this is fucking sweet they have like a golden <laughs> one and an amber one and then another amber one and then a hoppy one it's great wonderful so that or like narragansett and then after a bad ending lost oh,
0: bourbon of course yes <laughs> just to kind of weigh the sorrow <laughs> yeah uh yeah I, i've if you think you're basic you i'm I'm the basicest drinker ever. It's I just go to Wegmans like, ooh, that one, that label looks cool. I'm gonna go <laughs> I mean, what do you think I do? <laughs> <them>? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know. Do you have Wegmans where you are? You're down in DC. Are they down there? Um it's
1: the no, I don't they think have alcohol we have now, and it's,
0: it's slowly taking over the whole store and I'm here for it. That's um, but the one I found is Circus Boy by Magic Hat. That's a oh, good those one. Those are good.
1: Those are nice.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite one I found recently. The so, worst is this one I actually had tonight, which is called Dragon's Milk, which is the worst. Oh, God, that's, you I'm know what,
1: tasted. that is one of the first craft beers I bought legally. Oh, God. And I made the wrong decision, because I was it's trying to so drink gross. a bunch, I was in college and trying to get a bunch of beer, some beer I could drink <laughs> a bunch of, like, and then go to a party. Not that beer.
0: No, sir. <laughs> it tastes like spoiled milk. Is it what... is, it is a rich, <laughs> it is a rich drink, to be sure. It's something. Woo! Uh, yeah, so maybe, maybe that'll be my after Indians lost, to just make myself drown the pain of the Indians lost away.
1: Or will have a nice Yeah, milkshake. hopefully we'll have...
0: The the most depressing losses are always bullpen explosions. So hopefully this year we won't have those. I, I'll I can put up with a with a blowout or like just no offense, but man, those those late inning destructions are the worst.
1: Blowouts like, I can deal drinking. with because sometimes I can just go like I don't need to fucking watch this. I just leave. Yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> and, need to, I don't need to do this garbage. <laughs> what am I doing here?
0: And as someone who runs a Twitter account during games, like blowouts are some of my favorite to tweet about because everybody's in a fuck it will laugh at anything mood. So you yeah. just... Say the the meanest stuff, and everyone's like, yeah, oh, "This is great." You but want, if they're winning, you great. can't even say anything other than "Go team!" But
1: let's go team! I don't know. It's fun. Go number one! But yeah, yeah. bullpen. But, yeah, the, the so, bullpen collapse it's fun, is and, is hell. That's to be that's to be sure. That is the, I think it was twenty eighteen. I guess where it just felt like they. Blew oh, it milk. sure was, Merritt. Was that twenty eighteen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. That was we we talked about it so many times. That's one of the worst seasons ever. That was... <laughs> it really was bad. <laughs> no I one got one of my one favorite posts out of that though was. I used, um, for one of their million bullpen implosions, I just basically kept repeating bullpen, 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 and turned it into like the Zalgo font where it gets all messed up and everything. Oh, fun. That was fun. As if you're being consumed by some sort of, uh, being from the dimension. That's very good. Yeah. It was either that or write another recap about a bullpen collapse. And I didn't want to do that. So no. Yeah, no one else I just it, did yeah. a joke out of it. <laughs> On that it note, Merit, a joke. Um, let's talk about <laughs> the Joker more. <laughs> We're going to call it an episode before Merit <laughs> reviews the Joker. Um. Thanks for joining us Merit, it talk to It was good. Say bye so I can press the button. Thanks bye. <laughs>